Welcome to St. James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith, Edinburgh. This podcast features edited highlights from our hybrid Sunday service, which was held on September the 26th, 2021. To find out how to join us online or in person, and for more general information, please go to stjamesleith.org.uk. down memory lane today we're thinking about St Francis and his famous love for the natural world and uh, this old Sunday school song just came to my mind as we were driving in today so um, it might jog a little memory for you if you're of a certain vintage. Welcome to everybody here, and um, especially to those who are joining us on Zoom, of course. Uh, in a moment, we're going to have a, our usual quiet, silent pause before we begin. It's marked by the, the sounding of the bowl, and finishing with the sounding of the bowl. And then, as we begin, I'm going to invite you to light the candles, if you've got them at home, ready to light. And we're going to light the candle in church here as a symbol of our unity across space and time. And we're going to do that just at the end of our first response in the welcome. So first, a moment of silence. Friend and stranger, those present in the room with me and those present with us on Zoom, young and old, Friend and stranger, welcome in the name of Jesus. We gather, we gather together, together, putting our trust in the grace and mercy of God. God. Amen. I invite you to light your candle. Blessed are you, O God, maker of heaven and earth, 
giver of all good things, creation, blessed are you, O Christ, Son of God eternal, bringer of good news to the poor, creation, blessed are you, O Holy Spirit, giver of life and renewal, uniting us in worship and service, creation, your wisdom. So for our opening song, Here We Are Together, now we can begin. Here we are together, now we can begin. The youngest and the oldest, the only child that's win. Some are feeling left out, and some are feeling in. Gathering in this place. Welcome everybody, it's good to First reading is from the book of Job, chapter 12, beginning of verse 7. Ask the animals, and they will teach you. The birds of the air, and they will tell you. Ask the plants of the earth, and they will teach you. And the fish of the sea will declare to you. Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of every human being. Well, good morning and welcome to our first all-aged service. Um, we know we've got some children watching online and we know some were going to watch on catch-up. So I'm appealing to all of your inner children this morning. So let's pray. O oh Lord, open our eyes, our ears, our hearts and our minds, that we may hear you speaking to us today. Amen. So, I want to tell you a story this morning. It happened a long, long time ago, 800 years in fact, in a country called Italy. And if you look on the map of the world, it's a country that's shaped a bit like a boot. And the person I want to tell you about is called St. Francis. And he's probably one of the most famous saints of all. He has a special day on the 4th of October, which is coming up soon. But there's so much more 
that I want to tell you about him. For instance, his real name wasn't even Francis. It was Giovanni. But his dad preferred to call him Francis because he was a silk trader who had a lot of trade with France. And he had grown to love the French way of life. And that's where Francis's name came from. And because his dad called him Francis, so did everyone else. He was a carefree lad from a rich family, and he liked a good party, feasting on rich food and drink, singing and dancing and making merry. He enjoyed wearing beautiful designer clothes, and he was popular with the ladies. In his 20s, he went off to war, but he was a terrible soldier. He was captured almost straight away, and he spent two years in chains as a prisoner of war. His dad had to pay a lot of money to get him back. And when he came back, he quickly slipped into his old ways, partying and having fun. But then one day, he got very sick. And when he was sick, he began to think. And he began to ask himself questions like, what is my life for? And what am I going to do with all this? When he got better, he took a pilgrimage down to Rome. And on the way, he met the poor and the beggars in the streets. And it really affected him. One day, he met a leper a man with a terrible skin disease, and Francis could see just how lonely and cut off this man was feeling. Now the old Francis would have changed, chased him away, but now Francis took him in his arms and he helped him. And as he looked into the face of this leper, he did not see the scars or, or the illness he saw the face of Jesus. And Francis knew just how much Jesus treated and cared for all people, even those who were outcasts. And he felt he should do the same. When he came back, he was a changed man. He felt he needed to live more like Jesus. He dressed more simply, and he took on the life of a beggar and he identified with those who had nothing. One day when he was working for his father, he went out with rolls of expensive silk material to sell in the market. But instead of selling it, he gave it all away. Well, you can imagine, his father was furious. And there was a huge argument in the street. And in the end, Francis said, enough, I've had enough. And do you know what he did next? He took off all his clothes and he gave them to his father. And he said, they're yours. I now follow God. Well, can you imagine it? Francis standing there, stark naked in the high street, what a sight it must have been. And from that day on, 
he turned his back on wealth and possessions. Francis sensed that God was saying to him, build up my church. And there was indeed a little church nearby that was falling down. And so he starts to repair it. But later he came to realize that it was bigger than that. It was about building up the whole church. And some people say it was even bigger than that, that it was about building up and respecting the whole of creation. He visited hospitals and he helped patients and he went out into the street and told people about God's love for them. And soon others joined him, living a simple life, begging for all their needs. Now Francis loved nature and he spent much of his time praying in the forest. His new way of life showed him to love and respect and appreciate the world around him. And he believed that he could see God in everything in creation, from the sun and the moon in the sky, to the flowers and the crops in the field, human beings and every creature, even the tiniest insect. He could see God in all of them. He could see how God cares for every precious little detail. And he believed that we should care for it too. Now he loved animals and he became known as their friend. He treated and loved them as his own brothers and sisters made by the hand of God. And the animals loved him back. And I do believe that we've got some animals here today because they knew we're going to be talking about Francis. So I think at the back there, there might be a couple of animals hiding and they're hiding so much. They're not here right now, but they'll come later, I'm sure. But I know, ah, I think I can hear them. Here we are. We've got a frog and a rabbit. And they're a bit shy because we know animals are. <laughs> and I think if you look at the screen, we've got some other animal visitors as well. They're waving at you right now. Fantastic. <laughs> there we go. There we are. We'll give you a wave from here. <laughs> when Francis walked in the countryside, animals just like these would gather around him. Many stories were told about Francis's love for them. One day it said he even preached to the birds around him as he walked in the woods. And there are stories that say that they would sit on his shoulder and on his arm and they would sing to him. I think that's a lovely picture. Another story tells of how Francis spoke to a wolf that had been killing animals and attacking people in a village. And you know what? The wolf sat at his feet and Francis warned him to stop his attacks and make peace with the people. Francis led the wolf into the village and made a pact 
that if the villagers fed the wolf, he would never attack them again. And that's just what happened. Now we're going to hear in a minute from Sylvie the words of a famous song of praise that Francis wrote about creation. It's called the Canticle of the Sun. And as I say, Sylvie's going to read it for us. But there will also be some pictures and the words up on the screen that you might like to see. And the pictures come from the Philippines. Most high, all-powerful, all-good Lord, all praises yours, all glory, honor, and blessings. To you alone, most high, do they belong. No mortal lips are worthy to pronounce your name. We praise you, Lord, for all your creatures, especially your brother, son, who is the day through whom you give us light. And he is beautiful and radiant with great splendor. Of you, most high, he bears your likeness. We praise you, Lord, for sister moon and the stars. In the heavens you have made them bright, precious and fair. We praise you, Lord, for brothers, wind and air, fair and stormy, all weathers, moods, by which you cherish all that, all that you have made. We praise you, Lord, for sister water, so useful, humble, precious and pure. We praise you, Lord, for brother fire, though whom you may you light the night. He's beautiful, playful, robust, and strong. We praise you, Lord, for Sister Earth, who sustains us with her fruits, colored flowers, and herbs. We praise you, Lord, for all those who pardon one another for the sake of God's love. Blessed are those who endure in peace. By you, Most High, they will be crowned. We praise and bless you, Lord, and give you thanks and serve you in all humility. Francis believed that we all have a duty to protect our world and to care for the creatures that live in it. Now, he was thinking about conservation and sustainability long before the world realized their importance. For example, he would encourage Brother Woodsman to leave enough tree that it might regrow. Brother Gardeners were encouraged to cultivate all the ground, but to leave the corners or the edges so that herbs and wild flowers could grow. So I suppose it's not surprising that he's known as the patron saint of animals and the environment to this day. So what can we learn from St. Francis? After all, our world is quite different from the world of 800 years ago. Now I've been reading a book called Seeing Differently. Franciscans and Creation. Now, in a foreword written by Nicholas Holtham, the, the Bishop of Salisbury, he writes this. 
We live in a time of rapid change and great challenge, seemingly coming at us faster because of the coronavirus pandemic and its economic consequences. The reality of climate change and environmental degradation is also upon us because we human beings have lived as if this world is ours to use and consume rather than to serve and conserve. Sometimes crisis paralyzes us. What can we do when the forces upon us are so great and any action we can take are so insignificant? But a crisis is both a judgment and an opportunity to turn things around and do things differently. It's so easy, isn't it, for us to be overwhelmed by the huge problems that this world is facing and think that the problems are too large for us to make any decent contribution. But one of St. Francis's sayings comes to mind and it's this, start by doing what's necessary, then what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. So our challenge today is to try and be a bit more Francis as we leave this place and take time to learn afresh, to see anew at the wonderful world that is around us, to see things differently and to see, really see Jesus in every little detail of creation. And let's give thanks and praise for the wonderful things that God has done for us. And let us challenge ourselves to see how we can serve and conserve, not use and abuse. And if we do this, really do this, then maybe we will have an effect on the world that we live in. And maybe it will affect how we treat the people we see, the creatures and every little aspect of nature that we so often take so much for granted. And who knows, if it catches on, who knows where it will lead. Amen. In our prayers today, um, when I say we remember, will you respond with the goodness of God? We remember the goodness of God. I want to start our prayers today. Please think of your favorite type of animal or bird or insect, whatever it is. Think, is it bigger than you, smaller than you? Does it have fur? Can it fly? Does it live in the sea? Why is it your favorite creature? Now imagine what the world would be like for you if that creature wasn't there anymore. 
And please keep thinking about that as we pray. God says, My people, what wrong have I done to you? What good have I not done for you? Listen to me. I am your creator, Lord of the universe. I have entrusted this world to you, but you have created the means to destroy it. Creator God, in bright light and dull darkness, in the energy of each day and the rest that comes with night, in the rising and setting of the sun and the cycles of the seasons, in the patterns of shining stars, we remember the goodness of God. In the heavens high above our heads, in waters that run deep around the world, in solid land and flowing seas, in vivid flowers and fruit-laden trees, we remember the goodness of God. In oceans teeming with fish, in skies filled with birds, in a world filled with animal life, and in ourselves as human beings, we remember the goodness of God. And God looked and saw all that he had made, and indeed it was very, very good. In rest and reflection, in worship and wonder, we remember the goodness of God. Dear God, thank you for making this amazing world. Thank you for making it so beautiful. Thank you for loving every person you've made. Help us to look after your world and help us to look after each other as climate change hurts people and all your creatures. Please help us not to be greedy and trust you to give us enough. Help us to share what you've given us. Help us to listen to what your world is telling us and to act on when, what we hear from it. God says, my people, what wrong have I done to you? What good have I not done for you? Listen to me. I filled the earth with all that you need so that you might serve and care for one another as I have cared for you. But you have only served and cared your own wealth and power. Loving God, show us how to do things well so that others may not suffer here or somewhere else, now and in the future. Show us what we can do as we change the way we live, travel, make and use, distribute and sell, use energy and other products. Show us how to do simple things well in our homes, schools, places of work and daily lives. Show us how to protect the world you made in all its diversity and goodness from our carbon emissions which lead to global warming and climate change, rising temperature and sea levels, which again lead to harm and destruction and people having to leave their homes 
or people starve because the crops do not grow properly. Show us what we can do to help our world so that alone <clears throat> and with others, we, what we do or stop doing will make a difference. In a very short time of silence, let us bring to God all the, the people and the places that we remember that need our prayers today. Christ has no body now on earth but ours, no hands but ours, no feet but ours. Ours are the eyes with which he looks in compassion on this world. Ours are the feet with which he goes about doing good. Ours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Amen. share the riches of your table. We cannot forget the rawness of the earth. We cannot take bread and forget those who are hungry. Your world is one world and we are stewards of its nourishment. Lord, we cannot, we cannot drink and forget those who are thirsty. The ground and the rootless, the earth and its weary people cry out for justice. Lord, we cannot hear your words of peace and forget our world in crisis and all those who are struggling, afraid and grieving. Show us, Lord, how to reach out in love and compassion to our neighbour near and far. We say together, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive those who hesitate us. Do not bring us to trial, but deliver us from evil. Kingdom, power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, gathered in your name, we bind ourselves to you and to each other in the tasting of food and drink, symbols of nourishment and sharing. We break this bread for our beautiful earth, created and sustained in and through by Christ. And so we call to mind 
our responsibility to tread lightly in this world so that with wisdom and care we may preserve the blessing of God's creation. Amen. that we met earlier could make a final appearance here because it was really nice to see them all today. So we'll start just with the voices and then it'll get louder from there. One, two, three. Over my head I hear music in the air 
music.